Welcome to the Hip Hop Minded Professional. With me, Joshua Rogers as the Master of Ceremonies. If you're interested in knowing how rapping, DJing, breaking, graffiti, and the hip hop culture can positively influence your mindset, then you are in the right place. On this podcast, I speak to various professionals with a background in hip hop and go into how this background influenced their mindset and careers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of the Hip Hop Minded Professional. Today, I'm sitting here with... Vieira Nkosi, a Verdean rap artist from the Netherlands who raps in Dutch and in Verdean Also a part-time playwright. I co-write theater place and also a director and editor of music videos. So that's what I do basically, man. So you, you're basically busy with creating all the time. Create, creating all the time, man. I think that's what I think that's what we all do. It just depends on what you're creating. Ah yeah, that's true, that's true, that's true. And sometimes consciously, sometimes subconsciously. And and when did you consciously get into the the hip hop culture? How did that happen? Wow, um, I remember being probably three, four years old, and coming across Run DMC and Aerosmith walk mm -hmm. this way mm -hmm. with my older cousin, who's six years older, approximately. Um, my cousin Francisco and you know naturally him being my old my older cousin I looked up to him you know like an older brother and he was into hip-hop so I was into hip-hop mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you know we would act out the, the the walk this way music video yeah yeah and um, I remember loving the parts of Randy MC but absolutely hating the Aerosmith part every time they would come on, you know. And um, that grew into, you know, coming across other music videos, me staying at his house and spend the night, you know. And then we would watch, you know, MTV Raps and mm -hmm. later on TMF The Pitch, stuff like that. So that's how I naturally grew into this subculture and this art form we all know as hip-hop. Um, and, you know, shit just went gradually and went into into it even deeper every time and somehow somewhere in my teenage years you know, i'll grab the pen during class because what else is what else is there to do in class i mean you're not going to pay attention so <laughs> me and my classmate who was sitting next to me we we decided to write our first rap and i took it from there man and you know that grew into me writing him out in my room in my bedroom yeah yeah started in Dutch because my English was too poor. And then I was like, nah, man, rap is supposed to be in English. So there was like a short amount, of, short period of time that I wrote in English. But um, that's probably, you know, at the height of the raucous era with the Lyricist Lounge. Yeah, Bobby won. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when I was writing in English because I remember vividly how the Lyricist Lounge Volume One CD 
that album actually taught me the structure of a punchline. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I'm the this, like the da 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 da. I'm like the this and the da da da. And, you know, wordplay and, you know, um, guys saying stuff like, I wreck when I tangle. And that's a wordplay on rectangle. I'm like, oh shit, that's how you're supposed to do it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, that was really just a short amount of time. And then I went back to Dutch, but I took that gained experience and knowledge with me to, to writing in Dutch and you know somewhere like 10 years ago I dropped my 11 years ago I dropped my first music video mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and it's been it's been on ever since you know doing my little thing all right all right all right and like you you started um, with writing but like you said you don't only write yeah. raps you also you know, do things in theater how, how did that how did that evolve um yeah how that ev- how did that evolve the thing is i have some uh i have a background in theater mm-hmm. i used to do uh acting theater acting and uh, right here in rotterdam in the city of rotterdam in a local theater company called why me international theater company mm-hmm. um which was run and directed by uh malumba anderson uh uh uh, an African-American uh, playwright, theater director who resides here, right here in Rotterdam. Mm-hmm. So everything, everything that I know in the theater realm is, you know, uh, taught by him to me. And um, we, in our theater shows, there would be a lot of rapping. So I, I would rap, you know, in the theater shows. Yeah, and I yeah. picked up somehow, you know, I picked up an, uh, a, a love for, for acting up. During that phase, mm-hmm. uh, after I quit with Wyoming Theater Company, I didn't do much with my love, my passion for acting. But then a few years ago, I came across this uh, audition for this theater play, and uh, they were looking for spoken word artists, etc. You know, you know, writing raps. You know, it's you know it's the jump. It's not much of a leap to. Inter- into spoken word mm-hmm, i've mm-hmm. done that as well they did some spoken word gigs i'm like eh, acting spoke word rap yo let me audition so uh i did uh, i did some auditioning for that and they loved it uh eventually i didn't get the role i mm-hmm. didn't get the part but uh um but you know yeah there was like yo we want you in it but then we had to negotiate you know the terms and we didn't. Uh, um, we didn't. We didn't meet eye to eye on that. So yeah. This is strictly from a business point of view, but they were like, "Yo, we definitely, definitely want you on the team as a writer for the theater play." So I was like, "Bet, let's do it." I'm definitely down to write. So that's how I got my first uh, a gig as a, as a, as a co-writer for a theater play. Yeah. And, uh, I did some. I did a few others after that one, man. Ah, nice, 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 nice. And okay, you um, you did, you've done theater, you've done uh, let's say, yeah, being an artist, you've done. But according to me, if I remember uh-huh. correctly, you uh, you you also sat. So while while you were young and you were not, you were the guy writing in class. You, yeah, you, definitely. When 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 you're older, you 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 switch the roles. Yeah, definitely, because 
I, I'm, I'm not currently not anymore. Right now, I'm, I'm into coding, but I've been a, I was a, a high school teacher teaching English for, uh, for 12 years. So, and it's funny because I've had students in my classes not paying attention, writing rap, <laughs> or, or actually drawing graffiti. Yeah. You know, something that I would, I, w- I used to do as well in class. You know, at some point, I, I just fell in love with hip hop with all of the elements. So I was like, yo, bet I'm going to master all of the elements. I'm going to be the master hip hop. I'm going to be grandmaster creator. Fuck all this shit. DJing, yeah. beatboxing, shit. I'm going to do it all. So I would, I, I would sit in class if I wasn't writing raps, I was drawing graffiti, you know. So and I've had students, you know, sitting in my classes writing raps or drawing graffiti, and I couldn't get too mad. But I was like, yeah, I used to do that too, but <laughs> I need you to pay attention right now. I'm not gonna get too mad, but please pay attention though, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. funny, man. It's funny, man, because I didn't. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't listen for shit in school, and I, and then I got students who wouldn't listen for shit. So yeah, I think it's karma, yeah, man. Yeah. I think the universe, the universe's way of saying, "Ha, this sweat you gonna get." Here you can, you you, you could you, you remember you used to do that. You can yeah, have man, it right break. back, right back. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right back, right back, definitely. And then if you look at um, so all the things you've done. Uh-huh. And you look at, um, let's say your your yeah your your, your career in in hip hop etc. Going ahead, what are the what what are the key like overlapping things you see in in let's say in all the aspects? So one on the hip hop end and the other one on the the professional end. So you got let's say the well, the theater making that you can quickly see a link in that, but then also in the teaching and in the coding. Do you see what mm. what are what are the what are the things you see like hey those are key links? Wow, I think um, authenticity mm-hmm. because as a as a hip hop artist you need to be authentic for the audience to feel you yeah or at least give them the idea that you're being authentic. I mean, what is authentic or being real? What is that even nowadays? But at least give them the idea that you are being authentic yeah, yeah, and that you're just showing your true self, which I've always done in my music. Um, yeah, definitely. In my music, I've always been 100% me. Uh, even though I love storytelling, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a great fan of, of artists that uh, like Ghostface Killer. Yeah. Ghostface Killer is one of my favorite MCs. Just, Partly, partially due to his, uh, because of his storytelling ability. Yeah. Um, and I love to tell stories and naturally not all of those stories are things that I, you know, that I've witnessed or that I went through, but, um, I, I'm not a type to, to portray this image of, 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 of something that I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that also that being authentic is something that I needed, you know, in front of class as a teacher, because the students can only relate to you uh, if you're being real, you know what I'm saying? And they going to feel it if you're, if you're faking the funk, Yeah, yeah. If you're yeah. faking it, they going to know. And then they're not going, you're not going to get a connection, not a genuine connection 
and they're not gonna listen to you. Yeah, yeah. I've had I've had students that wouldn't listen to me in class, and I would go nuts. I would cuss him out, and then you know say some outlandish shit to him. Yeah, yeah. But and then I'm and then I'd say, yo, I can say this shit. They're like you can't say that. I said I, I said I can. You know why? Because I used to do the same shit as you. Yeah. That guess what that got me. Me having to do the same year over again the next year. You gonna listen to me, or you gonna be here next year again, sitting in the exact same chair with the exact same books in front of you, and you gonna hate your life. So listen to me. So that's why I can say all of this outlandish shit because I made the same mistakes, and you gonna learn today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that, and they're like, yo. Yo, you had to redo a year, but you're a teacher. I'm like, yeah, so what? Like, I'm a teacher. That doesn't mean I'm perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's stuff like that that makes you relatable. And then they see the human side and they're like, oh, okay. He understands us. He's just like us. You know, sometimes, occasionally, I would throw in some street lingo, some slang. Not mm-hmm, all the mm-hmm. time. But, you know, that's how I would speak naturally. So sometimes I would throw it in there, make it also more relatable, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, he he likes he's like us. He speaks slang yeah. too. He understands us. None of these other teachers speak slang. We can speak slang and then speak slang. And they're like, ah, he's here. He's a teacher. What does he know? And yeah, then I was like, yeah, yeah. excuse me. And they're like, uh huh. Why get out of here? Man? What do you think? I don't <laughs> understand this shit. I wrote that shit, man. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I was saying that shit before you were born. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, no, yeah. uh-uh. That's yeah. not true. That, that didn't exist. I'm like, yo, don't, don't start that shit with me, man. <laughs> and if you, uh, and if you, if you look at how you um, go about your coding, if you, um... Um, well, right now, right now I'm in the beginning of that career path, so mm-hmm. I can't really. I'm just being me always, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Uh, in the professional field, um, like during teachers' meetings, you know, if we had a meeting, I would just be myself. Of course, my professional self. If I wasn't feeling something, I would I would uh, let it be known. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, in a professional manner. Sometimes not so professional, <laughs> but... <laughs> You know what I'm saying, but like, yo, you like, uh, uh, we're not gonna do that today, man. And it's like, oh, okay. I'm like, nah, man. But that's like, sometimes you just gotta show your teeth and like, yo, I'm fucking with this shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so that's you know, you, you're just gonna be. I feel like you you gotta, you just gotta be yourself. But go, if I can make. If it can, if I can use theater as a as an as a as a reference point, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. if you acting or if you writing, you gotta feel that emotion. Yeah, yeah. And you gotta tap into a situation that gave you the emotion that you're supposed to play. Yeah, yeah. Or portray. So let's say you got to act as if your dog died, but you never had a dog in real life. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
So you can't think about your own dog that passed away because you never had a dog. Yeah. So now you got to think about, you know, maybe your little cousin or your nephew or whatnot or, or a parent, someone is dear to you that passed away. And use that emotion that 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 thought evokes. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. oh shit! When I think about my cousin passing away, that gives me this emotion. Now you use that emotion, that authentic feeling, mm-hmm. and then you know when you start writing, that's what you use to write that scene about the character's dog dying. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's how all those all those things you know connect to each other. That's uh, that's also what I used to do when writing a storytelling song. When writing a story, you know, that's yeah, what I yeah. I used to do. Like I would go into this world. Like, and my friends would ask me, like, "Yo, did that shit really happen?" Like, nah, man. They're like, "Man, you nuts, man. I don't even <laughs> want to visit your mind." Like. How the fuck did you come up with that shit? Like, I don't know, man. I just blacked out, and then when I came out of it, I had written this, this yeah, 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 this story down, you know. So, uh, so that, so that's why writing for theater was fairly easy for me because I was already doing it just to a beat. Yeah, to a beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and if you look like so, you got the um, you got the, the the let's say the authenticity of hip hop, you got you got that yeah. covered, and what what did be let's say being an artist, what did that do for for your mindset and how you look at life? Um, well, the thing is, first of all, getting on stage in theater got me out of my shell because I used to be really really shy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I used to be shy as fuck. So without theater, I probably would not have been a high school teacher. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would not have dared to stand in front of a crowd of people. Yeah. Uh, let alone. So that means also not a classroom full of teenagers. So that's something that probably would not have happened. Um, but also being an artist, an independent artist who had to do everything for himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides, you know, recording myself and mixing myself, obviously. But I was the one that, you know, asked people to mix. Like, can you mix this? Can you record me? Can you make me a cover? Yeah, uh, yeah. I had to contact my uh, uh, videographers, make, you know, agreements, appointments. When are we going to shoot a video? How much is it going to cost me? Um, when can you have it finished? What are the outlets to promote the music video, to promote my music, contact radios or find someone to contact radio or different outlets. Um, And that gave me some knowledge on life. Like, yo, okay, nobody's going to do shit for you. Like, you could be, in your mind, the best rapper alive, as, you know, every other rapper thinks. Yeah, Obviously, as they should, I'm the best rapper alive. Yeah. Fuck all these other dudes, man. And do that. Fuck them all. I'm the best. But nobody's going to do shit for me. I got to do it myself. I mean, unless you have a team behind you, which is dope. But I didn't have that. So I had to do it myself. Yeah. So, yeah. and and it's actually by myself that I got to probably the biggest Dutch hip-hop platform, 101 Bars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I did a studio session once there. And... 
people in Rotterdam were asking me, like, how did you get that? Because you don't really have a team behind you. I mean, there are other rappers and artists from Rotterdam getting on there, but they have a team, you know, they have connections. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Just grind it out, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I know who hosts it, and he's the mastermind of it all. It's his brainchild, the one-on-one bars platform, talking about Rocho, the host of it all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just knew, okay, I got to contact him. So how can I get in contact with him? I looked up, okay, he's hosting a party uh, in a few in a few days. So I had it, my first EP out by then mm-hmm. uh, called Who Is Days, These Days African? Who Is African? Yeah. And it was my introduction mixtape. So I was like, okay, people going to be like, who is this dude? Who is this nigga? But I didn't want to use the N-word. So I'm going to flip it. I'm like, all right. I'm an African. I'm not a nigga, so I'm going to make it. So people going to be like, who's this nigga, man? I'm going to make it, oh, yo, who's this African? Yeah, yeah. So that was my first mi- my first EP slash mixtape. Uh, printed some of those up. Went to the party in Amsterdam where he was hosting. Introduced myself. You know, uh, had a little chit-chat. Introduced myself. Told him what I was about. Gave him a, he gave him a copy. He said he was going to listen to it. And... Uh, like a week and a half later, I got contacted to be, you know, part of the item called Talent of the Week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Which was a big thing for me already. And then like six months later, I was on. Uh, I was I was on there for a studio session. Yeah, yeah. But that really taught me, like, yo, you got to be hands on yourself. If you want something, you got to find out how you can get it. And then actually pursue those steps to get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's a, that 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 that's grinding mentality. Yeah, that definitely came from comes comes from hip hop, you know. And uh, I, I I remember clearly feeling like, yo, I'm actually just about music, but somehow in the process, I was feeling a valuable life lesson mm-hmm, mm-hmm. being learned during it all. I was like, yo, this is some shit that it's actually that I can apply to the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yo, I, ne- I, wasn't, I wasn't trying to learn a life lesson. I was trying to get my music out. But, yeah. okay, this is some, this is dope. I can apply this shit to the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't know that, but that, that this shit works like this, but okay. I'll take this with me for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's definitely something that, uh, a way hip hop has changed my life for real. And, and let's say you've, um, you, you now you just started into the coding. How, yeah. how did you get into coding? I mean, coding is, it's, it's, it's different than all the other things you do. So, so yeah, how did you how roll into that? Works. My, that's how my mind works. I'm a Gemini, so I like different types of shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mind is all over the place all of the time. But uh, I just came across this this word, coding, coding, all the damn time on social media. I'm like, okay. And at first, I didn't register. I just, you know, swipe away or, you know, slide away, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or click it away, and then, like, some some point it registered. I'm like, okay, the word coding. Now I consciously saw the word coding. Mm-hmm. Still didn't know what it was about, but now I registered the word at least. 
Then it got to a point like, yo, let me look this shit up coding. What is it? Let me Google that shit. Because I like the word. It sounds some, some smart, smart type of dude shit. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you know yeah. coding, you got to be smart. I like that. I'm a nerd, actually, you know, so, so I like, you know, but I never dared to be a nerd. Like, if if, if I was a teenager in this era, this would be my shit. Because now it's cool to be a nerd. Yeah. I was a nerd in an era where you had to be gangster, you had to be street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a nerd in the wrong era, you know. Now you can be a nerd. Oh, this shit is dope. Dude gets to be emotional in the raps and shit. That's dope. You get to be a nerd. That's nice. You know, I was, you know, I was, I was, I, I peaked too early, but uh, <laughs> it got to a point that coding was sounding like kind of nerd. Like, I'm like, okay, let me at least look it up what it is. And then I saw it. I'm like, yo, it should actually looks kind of fly, man. Let me just do a challenge, you know, here and there, see whether I actually like it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yo, this shit is actually like solving a puzzle. I like solving riddles and puzzles. I'm not good at it, but I love that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it makes me feel smart. And I have this tenacity, like, I can't let go of the puzzle or the riddle as long as I haven't solved it. That's something that you need in learning how to code. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So currently in my process of learning how to code, that's definitely something, uh, a character trait that uh, comes in handy. And and if I when I when I when I think on coding, I think uh, I, I think on like yeah. uh, patterns. In in that's that's, that's yeah. my, in my mind, I think on patterns, and then I I automatically make a link to patterns in like rhyme schemes. Yo, and you know what's the and you know what the funny thing is like a whole I've come across this a couple of times already. Several people have said to me musicians there's a lot of musicians that get into coding because it's all about the rhythm it's all about patterns all about structure like songs have structure you know beats have structure like you said rhyme patterns yeah, yeah. structure so it's a pattern so that's definitely something that that comes in handy in, uh when you're writing code for definitely yeah and if you look at um... So we got the patterns in code, and if you look at patterns in life, do you can you see like patterns in in your own life over the years? Uh, yeah, definitely. It's like almost every seven every other seven years, I gotta switch it up, man. It's like I get this new new spiritual uh, awakening mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like into a deeper level it's like it's almost like every other seven years that, that something happens in my life that after that that I I you know I'm that I switch it up or I'm forced to switch it up you know mm -hmm, what I'm saying mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in two, 2013 I had a near death experience when I got uh, severely ill mm -hmm. due to my Crohn's disease mm -hmm. and, you know, really seeing the bright light and stuff uh, and, 
and being in that bright light with my grandparents who had already passed away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm right there sitting in their uh, dining room in their house on a mountain in Cabo Verde in, in, uh, on the Cape Islands. Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting there in their dining room and I'm sitting there and I'm like, wait a minute, man, you guys passed away. Like, How am I sitting here with you guys when you guys are actually dead? But okay, but could you please pass me the couscous the food because I'm trying to eat? You know, and there's this bright windows and the door is open and it's coming through the door. So that gave me a new, uh, a deeper sense yeah. on life. You know what I'm saying? And then seven years later, we in 2020, I ain't got to tell nobody shit about 2020 because <laughs> we all know about 2020. <laughs> hey, what's going shit. on, man? It's a, this is just a regular old year. Everything is going normal. I mean, people are outside. We're having parties. I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, if you ain't seen, if you weren't seeing things clearly, this, this year is going to give you 2020 vision, man. <laughs> Yo, and yeah, uh, so this year is is crazy, man. So this year, you know, and switching careers and uh, yeah, man, a spiritual awakening, man. It's uh, yeah, definitely. So you know, that's for me personally, that's pattern in life, and it's so it just so happens up till now. It's every other seven years, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you um, if you look at um. Let's say now the in 2020 is it um is 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 the let's say the 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 wonderful COVID situation is that one of the the triggers that got you let's say more seriously thinking on coding because you you also of course in theater and theater has been hit like really hard or were you already in the let's say let's call it the coding process before. Um, that is a very good question. I don't like to put all my eggs in one basket, mm-hmm. so to speak. And the COVID situation sh- showed me or confirmed my bias not to put uh, all my eggs in one basket. Yeah, yeah because yeah. if I was, if I would have gone fully betting on theater only, and, and then COVID hits, I would be like, "Oh fuck, man, shit, what I'm going to do." And this only made me feel like, yo, you love theater, but there's a reason your create your creative your creativity is always next to something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, and maybe you know, maybe I should have you know pre-COVID, I should have gone fully for my creative creativity and do only that because mm-hmm. I genuinely believe if you do that, that's how you're really going to grow. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? Into in, in your arts, but somehow I'm always like, I was always a bit anxious to do that as well. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? And I was felt like I don't want to put all that pressure on my, on my arts mm-hmm. because that might compromise your art as well. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to be like, ah, oh, fuck this shit. I'm gonna walk away. I still got my GOB. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want, you know, 
fuck all this shit. You you want me to write what? I'm not gonna write that shit. Fuck that. And I'm a I'm a keep on teaching, man. You can't you can't force me to write shit. Yeah, you can't yeah. force me to play that role on some because that was always on my mind, you know, listening to hip hop and reading interviews with artists. They saying, yo, the labels gonna make you do this and the labels trying to make me do that and you would read interviews with actors or other entertainers and they say shit like, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, they they wanna put they want us to portray stereotypes and that's something that I never did. So, you know, that was always in the back of my mind, like, yo, have something next to it so you never you don't have to put all that pressure on your arts. Yeah, yeah. And then and then came COVID. We get back to your question. Then came COVID, and that was another. For me personally, like yo, this is why you never wanted to put all the pressure on your arts. Yeah, yeah. So COVID was just confirmation. Like you see, that's why you needed something for your own, for your own mental health. You know, yeah, just to yeah. stay cool and, st- and be be steady. You know, like ah. You like, you love it anyway. You like it anyway. You know, just so nurture that that passion as well. For yeah, the yeah, yeah. And if you look at um, what are what are the the artistic projects that you're you're still busy with currently? Um, right now I'm busy in in Cape Verdean Creole. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have uh, so that's the the turn that my writing has taken. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm currently busy uh, finishing up an EP in Creole called mm-hmm. Jebaj Volume One, uh, and my uh, debut album in Creole called Fij de Migrant, which means the son of immigrants. Um, so that's basically what I'm doing, man. Uh, I've always rapped in Dutch. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah, you know, 95% of the time it was in Dutch, and occasionally I would sneak in a Creole verse. Mm-hmm. Like when I went to the one-on-one bars, I was, uh, I rapped, I started off in Dutch and I finished it off rapping in Creole. Mm-hmm. Uh, until this day, I'm the first rapper to do so, to actually rap in, to rap in Creole on, on one-on-one bars. And um, and I have uh, I've uh, extended family, you know, mm-hmm. like hip-hop family called Lachkur. That's my hip-hop family um, from Cabo Verde. Mm-hmm. Um, some elements residing in Cape Verde, some elements residing across the globe in Denmark, Spain, right here in Holland, Portugal, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, you know, it, it's uh, an, another way for me to explore the Cape Verdean language. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, master it even more, you know. Mm-hmm. So let me just dive into that and start writing even more in that language that kept on gro- flowing and growing that evolved into uh two projects almost finished ah nice 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 i'd and... say i'd i'd say uh, i'd say i'm like 85 90 done and um if you look like you have um so you you've i'm gonna call it you have a, a, a good extended family let's say in, in several locations across uh, across the globe how yeah. how how did that evolve yeah. was that did that did that did that come from let's say friendships that started here in the netherlands or did it uh, come from let's say friendships or family bonds in cabo verde how how, how did did that network let's say yeah 
just how did it start yeah i used to be a, yeah that started in 2004 i was on vacation in cape verde mm -hmm. on the island of san vicente and my family is actually from San Cloud, which is another island mm -hmm. and it was my first time visiting uh, san vicente which is uh the second uh populated island of uh, uh of the cape verde islands mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um second largest population let me put it that way my bad and um so i'm from sydney cloud visiting san vicente i'm like yo san vicente is dope man it's a big city you know i'm from the country yeah yeah you know and this is a big city i'm like okay this shit is dope and then you know i'm coming across rappers dudes walking around in baggy pants and timberland boots you know meanwhile it's hot as hell but they, they hip-hop so they rock yeah. timberland boots yeah. they're like fuck this shit i don't care 35 degrees out here celsius I'm rocking Timberland because I'm hip hop. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, this shit is dope. Dude's having ciphers every night, you know, on a, on the a square. I'm, and I, at one point, I was hitting the cipher. I'm like, yo, can I join the cipher? And I'm like, yeah, of course, man. I'm like, okay, but disclaimer, I rap in Dutch. They're like, what? Well, we not going to stand. I'm like, yo, if you feel it, you feel it. You feel yeah, the yeah. flow, man. If you don't, you don't. You know, you just booby kick me out of the cypher. I don't give a shit. <laughs> and I started rapping and they're like, yo, we don't understand a word you say, but this shit, this shit sounds dope. Yeah. And yeah. I'm freestyling Dutch and, and that, um, and they used to have this, uh, uh, this hip hop show called, uh, Trish Quart, mm -hmm. which means three fourth. And that was like 45 minutes of hip hop every Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hosted by my uh, later homeboy called Hovoltot. Uh, so he somehow, you know, we got invited to the show. Me and my homeboy used to rap together. And, uh, you know, Hovoltot um, is a member of uh, Lachkur. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we got him. He's like, yo, come on the show. You know what I'm saying? I heard you guys rap. Did an interview, did some freestyling on the show, brought some hip hop music with mm -hmm. us from mm -hmm. the Netherlands. Dutch hip hop played some uh, postman, some opgezola, mm -hmm. and um, it was like, "Yo, how long are you guys here on on Saint Vincent?" And we were like, "Yeah, for another two weeks or so, me at least." And he's like, "Yo, come by for some more you know, for some more episodes, as long as you're here anyway." And then people started calling in, listeners like, "Yo, we love, I love the freestyling, man. These dudes really have skills." Yeah, yeah. I don't understand what they're saying, but the shit sounds dope. <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, dope, nice." And that grew into like, "Yo, maybe we should do a show together." You know, since you guys are here, you know, promote it on the show, and sell some tickets. And we did that. You know, we did a we did a a rap show right there in San Vicente. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, decided on it on a Tuesday evening. Wednesday we started selling tickets. The show I think was on a Thursday. Promoted it on uh, on the radio show on a Wednesday the day before. We had a they had a car driving around town with a big speaker promoting yo come live from the Netherlands the rappers from the so and so group in collaboration with Lutch Cool performing at Galaxia Club so and so time tickets are sold this and that price. Come and check them out. And they were driving, that car was driving around town. It's entire Wednesday and Thursday, the day of the show. We had an almost sold out show. Ah. And uh, people coming up to me the next day, yo, the show was dope. Two days after the show, yo, the show was dope, man. The show, the show was tight. 
Three days after the show, yo, I wasn't there, but I heard the shit was tight and dope. Yo, props for that. I was like, oh shit, I'm just getting props for base, base word of mouth, man. This shit is nice, but uh, and that grew into a friendship, you know. The homeboy hopefully thought that some that grew into a friendship, and um. Leading uh, into being a part of the Lachkud family, you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that uh, really has been family, actually, you know, like staying over at their place when I needed a place to crash when in Cape Verde, and vice versa. One of them coming over here, yeah, yeah, and you know, like, yo, I need a place. Yo, you already got a place to stay. You stay when when you come in. Place is already places already here or, or when going to Paris but with my family not just me I'm traveling with my with my partner and our uh, then only son mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. he's like he's like Batman you already got a place to stay just say when I'll come and pick you up at the station everything take you back to the station so it's really it's that type of bond it's not just like yo, we'll do songs together and, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. post pictures and, and that's it it's really that type of level you know and have philosophical conversations for hours video calling and a call it a day not even talking about doing a song together it's really check talking about life and talking about yeah. raising our kids checkups raising kids you know other dudes have older kids so they have more experience i'm like yo how did you do this how did you do that yo i'm learning from you and he's like yo thanks man it's just you know i tried it like this and then you know we're talking to that that life shit, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, and then like. So that's good. That's good. Is really that. It's. But, yeah, but it's also a, a good example of how, let's say, music actually just it transcends language, you know. Because if if you have like a For whole real. bunch of people that have no idea what you're saying, but they're still like, oh, and I, I actually, I I feel this. I feel the rhythm. I feel the flow. Then then you. You yeah. actually really experience what what music does on a, on a grand scale, you know? For real, for real, yeah. for real. Because I remember going in 2004. I would uh, and this is CD era, so I'm traveling with a whole bunch of CDs. Like whenever I was packing a suitcase, the first thing going into my suitcase, what which CDs am I bringing with me? Fuck mm-hmm. the clothes. Clothes is meh. I need music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. music am I bringing with me on this trip? Because I can only take so much, so many CDs with me, and I got this little CD pack, you know, for 30 CDs or something. So yeah, yeah. Out of my entire collection, I gotta think strategically. Like I <laughs> yeah. can't bring too much rockers because I might not be in a rockers vibe. Yeah, yeah. So I need yeah. some Wu Tang. I need some Wu Tang. I need some rockers. I need some Common. And, you know, so everything is like strategic. Strategically, like okay, out of the Wu Tang, what am I bringing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I brought some Dutch hip hop, Opkozola. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had some dudes, Cavernian dudes, who were on vacation from Portugal. They're like, "Yo, this shit is heavy." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't understand. Like, what? Yo, this shit is dope. And they were going hard on that album called "Vloeistof" uh, by Opkozola. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was their shit. They needed a copy from that of that CD. Needed a copy of that CD to take with them to Portugal. You know what I'm saying? Um, so to 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 
to complement what you're saying on music transcending language barriers, etc. That most definitely, man, I have the same thing with French hip hop. Yeah, I speak yeah. a little bit of French, but not enough to understand the to understand the furlong, which is street lingo in French. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand that shit when they're rapping. But yo, French hip hop, yo, that's my shit, man. Yeah. Like Sefu and I am, like yo, for real. And I, I don't understand the lyrics verbatim, but I get a feeling of what they're saying, of yeah. what they stand for. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Yeah, and and do you think that um, the the let's say how you like how hip hop vibes that that is also one of the reasons that it's exploded, let's say worldwide. Oh, definitely, 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 because it's it's yo hip hop is godly, man. It's 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 almost you know it's it's like it's gospel or something. I don't know. It's it's it, the thing is with hip hop. It's everybody can somehow find a way to recognize themselves in it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and slash or express themselves through it. Mm -hmm. Whether you're a boom bap head or you're more into the 808s, mm -hmm. you're more into the trap type of beats, you're more of a drill artist. There's so many dimensions to it that there is room. There's always something for somebody. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, at one point, for me, for like when I was younger, I would listen to hip hop strictly. Mm -hmm. If I wanted to listen to reggae, I wouldn't put on reggae. I would put on Postman, mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. is a Dutch rap group, you know, with uh, a, a combination, a mix of a cocktail, yeah. so to speak. No pun intended. A cocktail of hip hop and reggae. Yeah. If I wanted to listen to soul music, I wouldn't put on Joe Scott. I would listen to Mo's Def or Common mm -hmm. or The Roots. You know what I'm saying? So hip hop is has everything within that world. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that is part of the the reason that hip hop exploded on a global level. You yeah. know, because there is something there for everyone, and there is room because hip hop is everything and. So you can do something, and you know, and all of a sudden it's hip hop. Yeah, oh, that's, a, that's a nice. Statement. Almost, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's almost. I mean, almost, but it's 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 crazy like that. It's like there are boundaries, but there are no boundaries. Like it's fluid, and that's I think that's the the beauty of hip hop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, it's it's a it's a nice way you put it. You know, it's a it's 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 everything and it's nothing. It's it's and it exactly. just yeah, it's crazy, man. And not to be all trying to be all Bruce Lee like philosophical and shit but uh shout out to Bruce Lee but um yeah you know you know and then set boundaries on it when in actuality the cast that made up like if you saying boom bap is hip hop you know what I'm saying the cats that made up hip hop made up boom bap We're going against a grain mm -hmm, to come mm -hmm. up with the boom bap. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you you saying boom bap is the hip hop is already going against 
the essence of it all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because it's, 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 it's so it's, that's it's, what I'm trying to say. It's nothing and it's everything at the same time, yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah. So in because in... I'm a I'm a sucker for a real hip hop, fake hip hop conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those guys. <laughs> we could do an episode just on that. What is real hip hop, fake hip hop? Now he's fake. He's fake. He's real. But at the same time, you know, that's my ego speaking. And when I'm speaking from the heart, what I'm trying to do more, then I'm all philosophical, like yo nothing and it's everything at the same time yeah 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 so then so then so then you leave go of uh yeah this is this is what it's actually supposed to be and this is fake this, yeah, the, the, yeah. Be, because then it's then it's the this I, I call it the um, the old man ego you know in the in the in the essence that and i think i think everyone everyone that grows in age kind kinds of get that old man ego in the essence of yeah, no, it's that, that that that's not how it was back in the day. And uh, no, 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 no. It's 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 actually supposed it it originated like this. It's supposed to be like this. And for for someone younger, they're like, well, I just took it and I made it better. You know? It's, yeah. It's, and it, the the thing is, for me, I'm the older I, I'm getting, the more open minded I'm getting. Actually, I started off as this. Yo, I would only listen to New York boom bap. It had to sound like it had to sound like New York boom bap, or else I wasn't feeling it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and then you know I used to, and I had some CDs like Outcast, Equemini, but somehow I, I didn't get it. I I don't remember why I bought the CD. Probably just because it got five mics in the source. Yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah. like, I'm supposed I'm supposed to feel this. Like, am I really getting it? You know, outside of a few songs. Like Rosa Parks, obviously, etc. I'm like, yeah, Yo, yeah. these songs are dope, but there's a lot of stuff I'm not getting. But I, I got it in my collection anyway. And then years later, and then I put it on. I'm like, Yo, she's genius. How was I not feeling this back in the days, man? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. my mind just wasn't ready for all of that, you know. For me personally, but you know, just yeah, I'm the the older I'm getting, the more open minded I'm getting, you know. And 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 that's how. How 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 did that let's say open mindedness process start? Can you like f- pinpoint a moment that happened that were like uh, maybe I should look at it, look at everything differently? That's well, that's that comes back to life in general, you know, like with the every every seven years and you know deeper sense of life, and then without even doing it consciously go back to stuff that you were already doing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden seeing a different angle to it like huh well, maybe I should try and listen to UGK yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying and I remember like asking that question on Twitter like yo out of I've never listened to a UGK album what's a UGK album that where should I start and I think somebody said start at the beginning or something. I don't know. But I actually did start at the beginning at mm-hmm. that first album. And I was like, yo, this shit ain't too bad, man. This shit's not bad. Let me check out the next album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yo, this shit's this shit is even even not better. This shit is even better. This <laughs> yeah, shit is yeah. yeah, this shit is good. And then with the third album, I was hooked. And like in a month's time, I bought the entire I bought the entire this 
discography of UGK. I'm talking group albums, solo albums, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. And then if you uh... and that's when I and the funny thing is that's what that the funny thing is that's when my flow improved. Before I would only get props from my lyrics, not so mm-hmm. much from my flow. My flow was kind of eh. Mm-hmm. And when I started listening to UGK, that's when people were like, "Yo, your flow's improved. What did you do?" I like, I don't know, just listen to UGK. <laughs> and that's when I started, and people would only know me for boom bap rapping. Mm-hmm. That's when I started experimenting with trap beats. To the point that people were like, "Yo, fuck all that boom bap shit. I don't want to. I don't even want to hear you with boom bap beats. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. want to hear trap viator. Fuck the boom bap viator. I want to hear trap viator." Because Trap Vieta is making Boom Bap Vieta sound kind of amateur, man. Like Trap Vieta, that's it, man. That's what you need to be doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and if you if you look at your, let's say you have your evolving as an artist, so getting more open minded, and let's say the the music that you listen to, the beats that you rap on, did that go yeah. kind of parallel to you evolving? as uh, a person in a personal field and let's say in a professional field 100 percent, 100 because you need to i think some somehow i mean you can you can be close-minded in one thing and open-minded in, in another mm-hmm. but being open-minded in general definitely helps it's a character trait that you take with you uh wherever you go just being a good human being respectful to everybody around you where you go mm-hmm. wherever you whether you're hosting a podcast you're going to be respectful because that's just what you do that comes naturally to you yeah yeah if you go out and do something else professionally you're going to be respectful to whoever, whoever you deal with because that just comes naturally to you so being open-minded, more open-minded in life mm-hmm. and growing in, in that that aspect. Definitely, you know, some poured over into my music making. Because yeah. now I'm all like, yeah. You know, I started listening to UGK. I'm I'm rapping along. Yeah, yeah. Yo, why let me try and try try and try a, a flow like that. You know, to a beat, my content. But let me experiment with my content and those type of flows and beats. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And people were like, "Yo, I never expected that from you, man. This is a whole different Viet, and you changed." And I'm like, "Yo, you listening to the lyrics? I'm saying the same shit, just a different flow." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not all of a sudden posing as if I'm a pimp or a gangster or a hosing shit. It's still the same content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's just a different flow. You know, just a different format, different flow. I'm singing the hook. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Just like Pimp C did. Yeah. So I'm experimenting in that in that area, but otherwise, other than that, the content is the same. That people go back and listen. It's like, yo, you're right, man. Yo, I'm digging this. I'm like, yeah, it's the same shit, man. Different toilet. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, if you look at um... I have a question for you. What are the, um, let's say, four top tips you would give um, someone, let's say, about about life, about being an artist, 
just what 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 are your four currently your four main takeaways of life? Oof. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Um wow. <laughs> First of all, uh yo. <laughs> <laughs> Let me. Yeah, you got to think I'm of this one, huh? Marinate on that. <laughs> my, yeah, my four. Yo. Um. Let me just. The way I'm trying, try. Let me put down the. Let me just say, where I want to be in a year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What I'm, where I'm, what I'm aspiring to. Mm-hmm. The human being I want to be. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, pours over into whatever I'm doing. Um, I'm trying to let go of my ego more. Mm -hmm. And I'm, no, I'm not trying. I've let go of my ego Mm -hmm. because I'm speaking as, as it already is. Yeah. So I've let go of my ego. Mm Mm-hmm. When necessary, when necessary, because sometimes the ego is necessary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But sometimes we let the ego speak and it's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And we should have let the heart speak. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to find that ba- balance, you mm-hmm. know, and um, trying to find a wisdom to, and I, and I find a wisdom, you know, when to let the ego ego speak went to let my heart speak that is one um number two which is my mantra closely related to number one mm-hmm. but is more just a one-liner let love rule mm-hmm. let love rule man you know and you can take that in a hippie way hey let love rule man or in whatever you're trying to do, you know what I'm saying? Follow your passion. As Slum Village said, do what you love, love what you do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so let love rule. That's number two. Number three. Fuck everybody. Straight up. You know, <laughs> fuck everybody in the opinion. Do you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Follow your gut. Follow your gut. That's what I mean by do you. Yeah, yeah, You know what yeah. I'm saying? So follow your gut and do you. Yeah. And number four. Um, it is whatever it is. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> number four, I'm reaching right now. I don't have a number four right now. I got number, I got three out of four, man. Yeah, you, you got three out of four, three <laughs> out of four. Yeah, because number four, I'm trying to say some philosophical shit, but I don't. It's it's going to be some jibber jabber. <laughs> they're gonna hear. It, they're gonna be like, ah, I don't know about number four. Number one was was good. Number two was good. Number three is good. Number four, ah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what was he trying to say with that, man? I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm going to be on some ghost face Supreme clientele shit, you know, strawberry kiwi. 
You're just gonna come up with a with a random Captain slang. Black ZD, yeah. so. <laughs> a, a random slang. Captain Someone's Black gonna ZD, is gonna <laughs> is gonna listen to it like a year afterwards and be like, I still I still don't know what he said. It's it's gonna be like the 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 Jay Z Kanye skit. I don't know what he said, but it's bananas. <laughs> you know, that's it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, turning it into IG captions yeah. and shit. Yeah, just oh, <laughs> <laughs> gonna turn it into memes. It's just gonna be only memes. <laughs> yeah, man, definitely. So I'm gonna keep it at three, man. Keep it short and sweet, man. You know. Keep it at three. All right, you're gonna keep it at three. All right, so we're gonna so we're gonna we're gonna hold yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would like to thank you for your time. You know, to drop in, drop in your knowledge. Uh, thank you juice. for the invite, man. And and let's say if if people want to find you, where all can they find you? Where can they find your music? To tell, let let, let everyone know. Uh, yeah, you can find, yeah, you can find me under uh, Vieira Incosi. Vieira Incosi is spelled. Uh, I mean, you're gonna see it probably in the promo for this uh, podcast episode, yep. but that's V I E I R A uh, N K O S E. Vieira Incosi. It's my artist name, my artist handle. You can find me on uh, on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Spotify, Deezer, wherever you listen to music, YouTube, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that, man. That's how you can find me. All right, all right, all right. Well, uh, like you said, the the links are gonna be in the in 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 the in the show notes, and yes. you know, so the advisor want to check it out. You know, get get that vibe. Even if uh, even if you don't understand Dutch or you don't understand uh, Cabo Verde Creole, you know, music goes yeah, way, definitely. way, way, way beyond language. So just uh, just just check it out and feel it. And for the rest, uh, I would like to thank everyone for for listening to this episode. And yeah, you'll hear me on the next episode with my following guests, and that's going to be a surprise. So see you guys on the next end. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Hip Hop Minded Professional. Make sure to subscribe at your favorite streaming platform so that you don't miss the next episode. And make sure to visit hiphopculturecoaching.com for more information on how hip hop helps your mindset.